0: Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, just get in the mood. 932, that's how basketball uh, sounds. Curtis of Finn James and the producer. See, time to break his ball with Casey Frank, former tall black, former breaker. Just general all-run good dude. Happy New Year, Case.
1: Uh happy new year to you, Stephen. I did not know you were so into Kanye. You were feeling it, man. <laughs>
0: You want to know? I didn't even know it was Kanye. <laughs> yeah, now Finn's bouncing around the 20 rows like, oh, well, you don't know it's Kanye, you don't know it's Kanye? I gotta say, nice sounds, man. Well, what sounds even better? is Breakers on a four-game winning streak. This is a, a side that was was super strong last year. Makes makes the play the, the finals and doesn't do the job. But uh, where where has the shift been? Do you think this year from going from damn near second last to now now start to threaten?
1: Well, I think it's a team that's, for the most part, finally gotten free of its injury plague. Uh, you know, of course, Finn Delaney's out for about a month from now uh, with a calf concern, but bringing back Willie McDowell-White, bringing back Zylan Cheatham, and enabling Anthony Lamb to really fit, fit in. You know, he's now the second leading scorer in the competition since they've brought him in. They had to adjust to all those injuries, but now that they've uh, understand his role and everybody's coming back, you see a really talented team. And, you know, uh, I think you see this winning streak uh, in particular has come around since, uh, Memphis, Rubens, the uh, has been entered into the starting lineup. He hasn't produced less than 15 points in those four wins, uh, which is great to see from the next star. And, you know, of course, to do that, Thomas Amicrombie had to move to the bench. So, uh, you know, it's a big move to send the the captain, Mr. Breaker, to the bench, and he's been producing in, in that role off the bench. But uh, a lot of guys moving around, finding their roles, and finally being able to produce winning basketball.
0: Yeah, I was talking to Finn because he's our basketball guru here, and I was saying he was saying, look, Mandis has been scoring fifth, scoring four, fifteen plus points in the last four wins, and I said, well, that's not many points, but he's saying actually for a nexter that is good, that is good turn, uh, good, good work, uh, good point scoring. Sorry.
1: Really, really good value, I uh, think, for, for, for a next star. And, and the key to it is the value is so low. I mean, he's now leading the league in, uh, a, I think, its effective true shooting percentage or is a true shooting percentage. I can't be sure, but yeah. it's a, uh, off the top of my head, it's like 78% of, of the shots he's making, he's shooting, are going in. That's the, the true shooting percentage he's got right now, which is really unheard of from a player of his age. Uh, and, and it really speaks to his stage of development. That's 21, a little bit older than some of the next stars that the Breakers have had. In years past, but really contributing to a high level at winning, probably even more so than Ram Per, who was a, a second round pick last year on the way to that uh, uh, you know title run that just missed.
0: Casey, you've already said that getting their their injured players back has made the difference, but the return of the likes of Zylan Cheatham and William McDowell White, has it been that powerful their return?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, first and foremost, they they were so thin on the interior without cheating. Uh, You know, they were designed to play a certain way around his skill set, you know, fast, up-tempo, and using his verticality as a, a lob threat at the rim. So when they lost that, it took away a lot of their major weapons. And, you know, as good as Parker Jackson Cartwright has been in the interim, you know, leading the way in score. Scoring, uh, I think he really missed having William McDowell-White there to give up some of those ball-handling duties at times. And when we saw PJC go to the bench during that injury streak with no will around, that offense really cratered when he was out, wasn't out there. And so now with that second guy who's been able to keep that offense humming along, and this is an extremely efficient offense, you know, the most efficient offense in the league. In terms of effective field goal percentage, uh, that that's been a key to uh, you know finding this winning streak and getting themselves back into
0: the hunt for the top six. Do you feel that Abercrombie on the bench is actually probably could be one of the most valuable positions he plays this season?
1: Oh, absolutely! You know they, they still value so much of him—not just his leadership, but but what he gives to them defensively. Uh, you know, I, I do think offensively he's probably not at the stage that he was uh, even uh, even last season. He's not, not at, quite, quite as effective mm-hmm. at getting to the rim. But if he's able to hit those outside shots with a bit bit of regularity, really find that range, uh, especially on those corner threes, and make himself a threat there, and combine that with the defense—that's a really good player to come in having in off the bench and, you know, put on that guy who's got hot in those early minutes and really be active, a shutdown defender who's fresh and ready to go right from the jump.
0: Modi Mayo has always been a great one for defense, having a strong defense. Are you seeing that return now?
1: The, the, we're seeing the first signs of it. You know, I, I think uh, the the most important thing to finishing defensive possessions is getting that rebound and, and the big problem with the breakers right now is they can't really rebound with the best teams in the league they're still a, a bit small uh will they be able to use the uh, induced athleticism uh and you know some newfound bodies and a guy like Dan Foto who's f- stepped in finally had a chance and has been producing well Dane Pineau has played his basketball of the season in the last four games as a role player in limited minutes but effective minutes and of course Mango Martin uh the way he's been playing had his uh, some great rebounding games and really effective on the interior. If those guys can lift it on the defensive rebounding edge, uh, you know this is the worst defensive rebounding team in the league and the worst offensive rebounding team in the league. And you know uh, if you can't finish those possessions with rebounds, as good a defensive team you as you are, it's not really going to matter.
0: Are you surprised at the way the turnaround has come and how quickly it's come once they got their stars back?
1: You know, I mean, uh, I'm not surprised because. The Coach Morimor has had this team playing hard the entire season. They never stopped playing hard. They never looked despondent, uh, possibly ex- except in that last Jack Jumper's game that basically started this winning streak. That was the worst they looked. At that point, at 4-9, you're like, well, if they don't get started going now, they're really in trouble, and they were able to turn it around. You know, uh, we, we saw how effective uh, Mo- Coach Morimor was as a motivator last season, really connecting with the guys. That's a lot easier to do when you're running the whole way. So mm. it's it's great to see that it's had that same effect uh, in the season that wasn't going to uh, according to script early on.
0: It says a lot about a coach, doesn't it? When you're under the pump and you're four at nine, and then you you are patient enough to know that when you get your players back, that you're still in with a sniff of a of a title chance.
1: Uh, absolutely, you know the, the, this is when coaches make their money. Uh, when you're down, and you look. When, when, when things haven't gone well, you know. Uh, when everything's rolling, everybody's healthy, that, that, that's a lot easier. You know? uh, but when you see the true colors of how guys feel about each other when things are down, and this is a team that worked its way back from, from a pretty big hole and, and has gone from a team that uh, everybody had kind of slept on and said, oh, well, tough year, maybe on, on to the next one, Uh, To a team that I I don't think, looking to me as one of those top four teams in the league and and certainly a team that has the talent to beat anybody in the competition on any given
0: night. Uh, They've got the the second place Wildcats tomorrow night. Where does the threat from the Wildcats come?
1: Well, always first and foremost is Bryce Cotton. Uh, He's the leading scorer in the competition. The what what he does on the basketball court, his gravity it just bends everybody everywhere, and that's going to open it up for other guys such as a Jordan Usher, uh, such as you know Ty Webster's been playing some better basketball as of late. It's nice to see him coming back. Uh, but but really what, what what I'm interested to see are, are, are two things: uh, Hiram Harris, he returns to our shores. Uh, he's been playing great defensively, and their own turnaround of the season has. has coincided with him getting inserted into that starting lineup and really affecting games, uh, a la you know, uh, Dylan Boucher-esque or uh, Micah Vakona, but defensively with a lot of hustle. It's been great to see that. And, and you know, also Alex Saar. Uh, he's projected number one pick in the NBA draft uh, coming up this year. The Frenchman has really been effective. We talk about Mantis uh and the way he's been effective as a young player. Well, Saar... Uh, you know, 18, 19 years old, has been just as effective and is looking like a guy who's going to have a really long NBA career at a possession uh, and a size that the Breakers really struggle to deal with.
0: We're only in week 14 or 20. How far do the Breakers go from what you've seen in the last month?
1: Well, I, I certainly think they're, they're going to be in the postseason. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they're looking like a team that's going to hold on to this top six spot but I think it's a team that's going to uh, finish in that third or fourth position uh, to me it looks like a team that's going to continue to win at this rate as long as they're able to stay healthy uh, and fix a few of those detriments on the rebounding side on the defensive side uh, and that's going to be able to tell if they, they're a team that's a top two contender and not just a top four.
0: St- Casey how encouraged are you to see the explosion of basketball in this country in the last five years?
1: Uh, I mean, it's been an amazing journey to see, you know, I've been here for over 20 years now, Uh, was here for the last explosion uh, after the the Tall Blacks uh, did Mm. so well in in the Olympics and, uh, you know, really ignited that first wave and I think the players that we're seeing coming through now are are all people have been uh, uh, really motivated by that uh, and and that generation of basketball player and we're seeing how many different pathways there are for young athletes from New Zealand uh, to play the game uh, not just here but around the world you know you don't have to be a professional athlete to to, uh, experience a lot of the benefits you know college education in the states uh, uh, other places around the planet we're seeing uh, uh, real great opportunities at, at, at all levels of basketball and you know, not, that's not not even to speak about the lessons the game teaches, which, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer in the benefits of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the good and the bad of it all is it's the fastest growing sport and the most participated sport in high schools around the country now, but there just aren't enough courts, and that's the bad side of it, uh, right?
1: The, you know, there aren't enough courts, but there's always some courts around, so, you know, if you can get out, we can need some more courts at, at all times, but... As long as kids are out there playing something, I think that's the key. You know, uh, getting out, moving, uh, involved the sport, involved with the people in the community around the game, that's a, that, that's a great way to
0: be. You're a good man. Uh, nice to talk to you, Casey. Have you had a good summer so far?
1: Great summer, great summer. Been been hanging around Oak, uh, Auckland mostly. Uh, if, if not for the, the two beaches, it would have been a lot more beach time, but it's still been good fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take it easy. Uh, have a good call, mate. Cheers, mate. Yeah, there's Casey Frank with uh, Andrew Mulligan calling that game the uh, Breakers Wildcats tomorrow at 4. Uh, it is at home at uh, Spark Arena, so that's something to look forward to. In week 14 so far, uh, the Thursday game, which was uh, only a couple of days ago, obviously, Melbourne United 101-85. They're at top of the league. Uh, the Phoenix uh, went down hammered by the Hawks, 116.78. Uh, today at half past seven, the Jack Jumpers play the Taipans. The 36s tonight at 10 have Melbourne United. So they're doing the double weekend in week 14, the United team and the, the leaders of the comp, Melbourne United. Uh, Breakers Wildcats tomorrow at four and Kings Bullets uh, tomorrow at six. So it's another busy, busy weekend of uh, Australian basketball. Uh, who do you pick tomorrow? I mean, it's rude not to say the breakers That's on a four-game to... win streak, right? End Come up. on, you've got to back the people that have all the momentum, <laughs> Stephen. Mate, mate, it's like throwing a piece of, a, piece of like, a worm out to a fish with you and you just take the bait straight away. Seriously, though, uh, Wildcats are, are a threat. Definitely, definitely yeah. a threat. Like Casey said, Bryce Cotton is leading the league and scoring this year on, I think, twenty-two a game, which is which is really impressive. And they have very good surrounding role players. They have the number one projected pick in next year's draft yeah, in the NBA. Crazy, he's a seven three Frenchman. He's he's very good. Seven three. Seven he like three. a Wemby. He's a little bit like a Wemby. Not as skilled, but definitely like very, very good, a lot of potential. He's gonna make huge moves in his career. So, you know, they have a really good team. They're second on the table for a reason, but I mean, you can't trump the guys that have won four in a row at home in front of a yeah, hopefully and, a sellout crowd. Well, and that's the one good thing, you know. I know I know when they weren't doing so well, the crowds were were less than. But once they get going, those that break a nation, they go crazy. Nine forty four here on SNZ on a Saturday morning with Stephen McIver and Finn James. Uh, coming next, we're going to remember a, a, one of my favourite TV shows because one of the stars just passed away. Stay with us on SNZ.